1: Star Bands Avenue. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Storm. You will find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds.
2: The Boogie Monster podcasting the unknown. Dave, how are you? I'm good, buddy. I'm real good. <laughs> Things are good. I, I can't <laughs> I'm complete. real good. I'm You're aggressively good. well. <laughs> I'm fucking great, dude. Hell yeah, that's uh, a good that's a good attitude to have.
0: I'm good, man. Uh had a good week. Had a very uh social week. I had uh, Man, I did all kinds of stuff. Went to a concert. I had friends over, we had family see? over. Um Went and saw Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. I don't know if uh, I've talked about them on the show. Kind of um, Sarah Shook's out of North Carolina. Her band, the Disarmers, uh, just great. I guess the best way I could describe it is like neo-classic country. Got that classic Mm -hmm. country sound, but doing it, you know, kind of a modern twist and just real honky-tonk, just right up my alley. Got a damn yeah. pedal, pedal steel player on stage. Her band was just awesome. Actually, I'm sorry. Um, their band, she came out and said that her pronouns are they, them. And I'm okay. seriously trying to adhere to that. Like I, Sometimes when I talk about that, it sounds like I'm mocking or making fun. But I'm just trying to correct myself. But I, I, I want to do it proper. But um,
2: I know they, you say cause it because it yeah. sounds like you could be like, Sorry, they... Like yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it can be taken, like, people... You don't want to be come off as, like, sarcastic about
0: exactly. it. No, exactly. I'm not do,
2: rolling... doing the right thing, buddy.
0: Yeah, I'm not rolling my eyes when I say it. I'm just correcting myself. But uh, regardless, they uh, put on a hell of a show. Uh, they're out of North Carolina, I think Durham. And I've uh, been a fan for a few years. And uh, rolling through town. Went to a new venue I'd never been to before. A place called Zebulon in Silver Lake. Just the,
2: just oh, yeah, by the river.
0: Perfect, perfect little venue. Just did everything right. I mean, we both have been to and performed at enough venues that we've got our own little personal checklist of things we like and don't like. But, like, man, they just nailed it. Just the setup, the sound. Mm. Uh, Mainly, I like just having multiple... Places to to go within the show, meaning, you know, sometimes you go to a little show and you're just trapped in this little black box theater and you can't leave or whatever, but like they had a a bar and then the the performance space was in a separate room in the back and then they even had like an outdoor beer garden patio thing. So yeah, just a beautiful little venue. Great show. Took our buddy James Fritz with me and uh, we had a good time. Nice. So did that on Monday and then Thursday was... uh, Baseball opening day. Big fan, obviously, of baseball. And my beloved Braves uh, just happened to kick off the season playing the Cincinnati Reds, who uh, our buddy Ryan Singer is a big fan. So uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Singer and uh, Jeff Tate both came over. I made some badass chili. and uh, nice. I had a little, Je- Is little... Jeff
2: Jeff's Cincinnati? No, Jeff's.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Jeff's Cincinnati. He's Cincinnati, guy. too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he still lives there. He's. Yeah, You know, like a lot of comics, he's very nomadic. He's all over the place. But uh, I think it, as of now, his his current, or his, um, yeah, current, I was going to say permanent, but current uh, residence is in Cincinnati.
2: But, yeah, he's uh, been there for a minute. He's been out with uh, Stanhope as of late.
0: Yeah, yeah, he goes out with him. He goes out with Tom Segura a lot. Um, yeah, just a busy guy, Jeff. And I've got a, yeah. a, a, a incredible story to talk about to you about, uh, regarding Jeff, uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but, uh-huh. uh, I want to talk about the, the chili real quick. I was making, making my chili and, uh, I was talking to Ryan. I was like, Hey, both you guys still eat meat. Right. And he's like, yeah, he goes, but Jeff doesn't eat onions. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. It's like <laughs> onions, onions are very prevalent in my chili recipe. There's two different forms of onions in my chili recipe. I do, um, Not to go through the whole recipe again, but, you know, kind of my base is I roast all my veggies. I roast uh, some garlic, I roast some poblano peppers, some tomatillos, and some yellow onions. And I roast all that up and then puree it, and then that's kind of the base. And then I also have uh, diced, finely diced, uh, raw white onions that I throw in towards the end just for uh, texture. So I was like, you know what? It's where I'm cooking the chili. I'm doing it for my buddies that are coming over. Just for you, Jeff, I will omit the onions.
2: Does he not and, like them or is it a stomach issue? I know that, onions can pester somebody's internals.
0: No, it's a taste thing. I didn't know if it was allergy or taste or stomach, but he's like, no, <laughs> I just, his theory is that uh, any dish that onions are in, that's the only thing he can taste. And I'm like, well,
2: Oh, it it's, dominates the... Uh,
0: yeah, and I, I I guess I get that, but uh, I, I just happen to like the taste but, of onions.
2: But it's wild, especially in chili, which has mm-hmm. so many ingredients mm-hmm. that the, I would like... Yeah, I, I, I wonder if you would even know that onions are in there and not just yeah. the...
0: And also, mm-hmm. uh doesn't have a problem with garlic. Now, I've known people who don't like onions or garlic, which I don't understand,
2: the bulb yes. vegetables.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, he's like, no, I like garlic. Garlic's fine. Just uh, I don't like onions. So anyway, point being, I um, I made a concession, and it's the first time I've ever made my chili without any type of onion. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, it was really good. It was really good. Better. I don't know if it was better. It was different. It was really good. But I also maybe it's this other technique that I've never tried before. I uh, I boiled some beef knuckle bones for about five hours <laughs> in beef stock
2: before yeah, whole, whole anything beef else knuckles went over here. Yeah,
0: yeah, I got a hold of some good beef knuckles, Kyle, and uh, <laughs> I boiled them in some beef stock for about five hours before anything else even went in. And, uh, oh, boy, you talk about deep, deep flavors. It was, uh, yeah, really deep. And I, and I was a little little insecure about not having the onions in there. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to live up to my own personal standards, but I got to say, it was, it, was, it was pretty great. I didn't really miss the onions. Maybe I've been given too much credit to the onion.
2: Uh, I, I mean, we both have spoken our piece. <laughs> Ce- celebrated the onion.
0: I, lo- I mean, I love an onion. You know what's
2: not to love? But uh, I, yeah, uh, one of the comics I work with this weekend, Adam Passy.
0: Yeah, I know Adam. <laughs> Dude,
2: you know Adam? Yeah, Adam. Yeah, I think great. he was
0: on. Uh, he was on the Boogie Monster live in Portland.
2: Mm-hmm. Did he do a live one? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, I think yeah, we did two was... that
0: night, didn't we? Didn't we do two live ones in one night? It I know. Our,
2: I, I think that those shows were dominant. It was, it was Arlo Warehouser talking mm-hmm. about having wolves as pets as a child. I just <laughs> yeah. remembered that one and being blown away. Um, yeah, Adam's awesome, but he's got a joke. He works at a grocery store about somebody coming in. <laughs> trying to return something he's like i came in here looking for shallots and you guys sold me a bag of tiny onions <laughs> and be like all right well i'm gonna fuck with this guy <laughs> just and he's like then i also saw he had like him you clearly joke he's like i also saw i had a bag of Brussels sprouts so i was getting myself ready for the tiny cabbage conversation <laughs> uh but it's very funny uh onion uh, very funny root-related, root related root vegetable related <laughs> comedy uh, uh, you, had a, you had a baseball day You had a country music day You're a god, good goddamn American boy this week, Dave
0: Oh, man, dude And then uh, Friday, I took Jeff over to uh, Moosecraft Introduced him mm-hmm. to my beloved Moosecraft barbecue We went and chowed down there Then we went to the Dodger Stadium store uh, Jeff had to go to the Dodger Stadium store Even though he's not a Dodgers fan He's uh, such a baseball fan that he gets gear from uh, wh- wherever city he visits, he grabs some gear for the, from that team. and uh, yeah. The two of us going into the Dodger Stadium store uh, looking like a tag team wrestling duo.
2: <laughs> and
0: uh, But yeah, uh, that was cool to go up to Dodger Stadium. I've never been up to Dodger Stadium uh, outside the context of a game. They weren't in town. They were playing on the road. Uh, but yeah, you could still drive right up in there in the parking lot and go up to the stadium, and go to the stadium store, so... That was pretty cool being up there uh, with just a few cars. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, like when you go up to Dodger Stadium, um, I'm always there for a game, so I'm fighting the traffic and trying to find parking. But man, there's some beautiful views in that parking lot, especially when there's no other cars up there. So we just. uh,
2: Oh, it's one of the best. I mean, between that and going to Santa Anita Racetrack, which I can't, I have a hard time enjoying horse racing after seeing. Two of them die on the track last yeah. time I went there. Yeah, that's
1: uh, rough.
2: but the views—I mean, especially depending on when you're sitting at Dodger Stadium and you're looking out, and the backdrop is the mountains. Uh, you know, if you're at a night game or something, the sun's setting. The sun's mm-hmm. setting behind you, so it's lighting up the mountains to the east because it's setting behind. It's, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a it's a fun place, it's an old park too. Mm-hmm. So I, just, I like I liked the few times I've gone to baseball games or concerts there, I'm like, oh, I like this place. It's like yeah. it reminds me of like Wrigley Field and the fact that like, oh, it's like there's history to this building, to this oh,
1: structure.
0: Yeah. yeah, some of it not great with the whole Chavez ravine thing where you know they just oh, dis- yeah. displaced, you know, hundreds of local residents uh, just to build that place but the- oh
2: I, I when i was in bozeman i was making a joke it's like never ask about the history of an old building it's no. never good it'll no. never be good like oh what was the is this where they stored this is where they was where they kept the reindeer for the christmas break no this is where they made the chinese people live <laughs> like okay all right <laughs> never mind i'm not gonna ask about any of these <laughs> buildings anymore
0: yeah sorry i asked yeah but yeah good week man uh what about you you were nice pre- performing on the road but at home no no that didn't make sense i'm i am working from home
2: yeah at a club weekend at helium shows were phenomenal had a bunch of different portland comics on it. it was great um and it's it's just it's a it was fun when i didn't live here to perform and so to be able to come home every night uh after the shows was nice, but then like you know, my friends. Now I live here, and like friends were coming out, and it was just it was a great weekend. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to game, the guy who gave me the box of joints. Thanks to the guy who gave me the hot sauce. <laughs> Thanks to everybody that bought the records. Uh, brought vinyl and sold out of those within the first night. I think nice. Um, so yeah, just uh, uh, I just I'm I'm really enjoying living here. You know, the first winter was rough with nothing mm-hmm. to do, and also it fucking snowed today. No. Snow on the ground. Thursday was like 70 degrees. Now that I woke up, there's snow on the ground. These Freaking these nice. shows were so hot, Portland had to cool itself <laughs> off afterwards, <laughs> after a Kyle Kinane weekend. Uh, but I was just laughing. Like, Rachel left. Rachel's out of town. And before she left, like, she bought some food for me. I'm like, you don't have to- I can shop mm-hmm. for myself. She's like, I just worry that you don't feed yourself the right way and she just got me a couple things but then she left and i've had hot dogs for breakfast every day so (laughs) she was right she was right that i can't feed myself and the only reason i had hot dog for breakfast is i had frozen hot dogs from ages ago frozen veggie dogs and she bought Uh me hot dog buns and i'm like oh hell yeah and cut it i never bought them hot dog buns for myself in the months that these things they were frozen so they were fine but the expiration date was like fucking last year sometime
0: yeah that That'll trip you up with frozen food sometimes yeah. i'll like I'll thaw out a steak or something that's frozen, and then right before I go to cook it, I notice that the expiration date was four months ago. I'm like, what uh, oh okay. yeah,
2: I think these were from like a camping trip last year. Mm-hmm. That's how long I had not bought hot dog buns <laughs> and would not allow myself to eat them in another context. I like, just put them on a piece of white bread. What am I an asshole <laughs> We've talked
0: about breakfast hot dogs, right. That's, that should be a thing
2: I I there was a part of me like I'll scramble an egg and put That's it on there I'm like let's just I'm, I'm I was like it didn't it didn't seem appealing
0: no it sounds pretty good to me a little scrambled eggs some raw it's onions, veggie cheese. it's
2: veggie dogs so it's a little bit different
0: yeah I, yeah, yeah with the egg yeah Like taste wise or just the concept behind it
2: I think, t- put it this way, would you cut up a hot dog to put it in an omelet? No. But, so I, I, that's how I got yeah. to the point of like, yeah, breakfast versions of dinner foods, I like to, like a breakfast burger is great. I love a fried egg on a burger. Yeah. Dude. Um, but something about the dogs wasn't wasn't hitting right.
0: Dude, I made an incredible breakfast sandwich yesterday. Just okay. one of my favorites. Uh, nothing, nothing spectacular, nothing crazy. But one of my favorite things in the world is a sausage, egg, and cheese, uh, either on a biscuit, if the biscuit's good, or if you don't have access to a good homemade biscuit, an English muffin. Basically the, oh, yeah. uh, the, the sausage egg McMuffin from McDonald's, that, that same yeah. structure. But I, I made the homemade version, and, dude, I made this giant sausage patty. That's the problem. When I make some sa- most most people make sausage patties at home, they they're,
2: they're too small. <laughs> There's a uh, w- <laughs> I want in my head it's just like you had uh like a pizza pan out. <laughs> Cuz because that I tell you that home run in pizza if you went to the home run, you can get it where instead of crust, it's just sausage they push down into the pan.
0: Oh my God. I like that.
2: I went there with my buddy and we were like, we're like, what Like, we really thought like for some like Catholic guilt came up when we were eating like this is an affront to God. Like it's it felt unholy. <laughs> I liked it, but there was something like Yeah. It, there was so it was like I you know I this feels like we're doing something not sinfully good but like I feel like like if somebody else found out like if my grandmother found out she'd be so disappointed in me I don't know why I don't know why that's the level of guilt that came with it
0: Yeah I get that Yeah because you're kind of messing with the whole structure of the sacred pizza pie
2: Yeah which and I'm all about screwing around but some mm. about like It seems so decadent, like, nah. instead of bread, sausage.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, I made me uh, about a quarter pound patty, like the size of a burger. You know, for myself included, for some reason, when you get the Jimmy Dean sausage and you got to cut it up and roll it and patty it out yourself... Like, my mm-hmm. parents used to do this, and I was just, just too small. They're like little bitty, little miniature hockey yeah. pucks or something. They so shrink I, down. Yeah, they shrink. So I made a big patty, about a quarter pound, right? Uh, toasted the muffin, put a little butter on the muffin, making the sausage patty. Then I've got this cool little uh, small frying pan that's designed to fry one egg. You know, it's about the size of a, a normal fried egg. So I got that little pan out. Oh, I got
2: one of those, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's so convenient. So you just, you lube that up a little bit, a little butter, I whatever. didn't know
2: you could use that. That was a novelty, and it was like an ashtray.
0: Oh, no, no, I use mine all the time. It's uh,
2: perfect. But it's got a tiny set. handle, too.
0: Yeah, you got a little tiny handle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if it had, uh, like, a really big, like, a normal handle and then the little bitty. Well,
2: because then you got to, like, put your hand over the fire to hold the thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's the problem with that. You're, you're right. It is, uh, it's not convenient in that regard. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I threw a little egg in there, just cooked it sunny side up, and then I take the shredded cheese about halfway done with the egg i I put a bunch of shredded cheese down there on the egg and then and then that gets all melted and then the edges get all like crispy like a like a nice parmesan crisp and uh yeah yeah, then then you compile that all together and oh boy it was it was a it was a mcmuffin the size of a damn big mac it was (laughs) it was beautiful it was just it was it's one of the best days of my life.
2: But, uh. <laughs> your, your bar for good days. <laughs> well, I mean, the wedding, uh, marrying the love of my life, cool. Also, made his breakfast sandwich, close second, real close second.
0: You ever? I don't know. As as a guy who's not obsessed with food, uh, the way I am, I don't know if you ever do this. But do you ever? About once a month, I'll wake up with just an intense craving for for whatever it may be. I, I know that I, once a month It sounds a little Spaced out Like But no really About once a month I just wake up And I'm like I got something on my brain Food wise And I just won't yeah. stop Until like I woke up yesterday I was like I gotta have an egg McMuffin But I need something better Than the McDonald's version So I made my
2: own Which McDonald's. also Kind of un, Unfuckwithable A McDonald's egg I still get the egg and cheese Like mm-hmm. like an airport thing Yeah And uh, I, It's just so basic so basically it's, like, it's hard to screw it up. I put mm-hmm. I always put a little I always put a little jelly on there for some okay. reason. I go su- I go sweet on it.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to say I, I had a little uh, made um, sriracha mayo. I made a little Ooh, spicy uh, spicy okay. aioli to put on there. You know what, speaking of which, um, speaking
2: of breakfast which
0: Chick-fil-A has their version of a sausage egg McMuffin and um, not great. Not great. Yeah. And I'm a fan of Chick-fil-A, even though I know uh, yeah. you're not supposed to support them any longer. But I will admit, you know, the chicken biscuit, little chicken, egg, and cheese biscuit, I love that. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, the the components don't gel the way they should uh, at, at Chick-fil-A when it comes to their sausage, egg, <laughs> cheese McMuffin.
2: Since, since you have uh, no regard for your personal well-being... <laughs> In terms of the in terms of the sausage, yeah, I, I want to say we to throw this at you, mm-hmm. juicy Lucy breakfast sandwich.
0: Oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs>
2: put your dick back in your pants, oh, Dave. <laughs> what could you cook an egg inside the sausage patty, or would it, the sausage burn?
0: Oh, I thought you were saying put some cheese inside. No, the initially patty. cheese. Yeah, yeah cheese. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: that's the juicy Lucy. Yeah, but could you like? Crack an egg, like, make a little cup. Okay. Or put a little dent in the sausage. Uh-huh. And then put the egg in it. And like, crack the a, egg into the cup. Like, you uh-huh. push it up against the edges of that little pan. And then you put a sausage like maybe,
0: lid on it? Put another Yeah, or, or
2: put a regular lid over it so uh-huh. you can kind of steam almost. Okay. What's it like, like, you know, like, cook the egg with the, the steam, like, enclose the heat around it. So mm-hmm. it cooks it enough. Mm-hmm. And then a little sausage roof. Yeah, I like that.
0: I like that a lot, buddy. And the, instead of the cheese oozing out, you got the yolk. You make it soft enough to that the yolk is still running.
2: Yeah, I'm just wondering if it works. You know, I may have.
1: To
2: I'm try in. De- that. I'm in. I'm in design. You're the R and D guy. Because mm-hmm. the cheese, yeah, that would work. And then just you already are all right with a bunch of sausage. So yeah. that's. I would encourage you to try that. Okay, seems like a good idea. But
0: yeah, man, I still want to open a food truck uh, and just do biscuits, but for like, like night biscuits. And I want the breakfast biscuit sandwich.
2: <laughs> night biscuit sounds like when you fart in a bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave's over there baking night biscuits.
0: Oh, my God! But no, I want a food truck where i want I want the breakfast biscuit sandwich it it it's still especially outside the South does not get the credit it deserves the respect it deserves, but imagine like instead of burritos,
1: mm-hmm. you got a
0: food truck outside of a bar and it's homemade. Biscuit. You could have plain ass biscuit with butter. I can make you a sausage egg and cheese. I can make you bacon egg and cheese. We can do just an egg and cheese, pimento cheese, what have you. But yeah, have like ten different varieties of biscuit sandwiches.
2: Because obviously here in Portland they have the pods, so it's a bunch of different food trucks grouped together in various mm-hmm. parts of the city, and there is, there is a variety. So I think you could probably get something like that here in mm-hmm. LA, where it is just a, all right. It's the end of the night and we're drunk. Primarily, you just see uh, like taco tr- taco trucks.
0: Yeah, there's not a ton of mm-hmm. food trucks here that aren't Mexican food.
2: I they mean, line they, they
0: up, exist, but there's just not you know as what?
2: much. Over, I don't know how it is nowadays, but over in um, I never know like what's mid city or whatever they call it like on Wilshire, where there's like mm-hmm. office buildings. Kind of, if you go west from Koreatown down Wilshire, and there's mm-hmm. like um, there's like TV. Offices and stuff there, like Miracle you know Mile. I think, yeah, I, I always get Mid City and Miracle Mile. Mix it, but then mm-hmm. because lunchtime, there's all those office buildings, all the different yeah. kind of taco tr- uh, or food trucks mm-hmm. line up down there, and you could do a little tour. That's where I had the Koji mm-hmm. taco truck, the Korean yeah. taco truck, and they have different stuff, stuff over there. Mm-hmm. We gotta maybe we gotta do a Boogie Monster fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get you a little push cart. Uh-huh. Like like the ice cream man, but you could be you could be the biscuit boy coming around yeah. the neighborhood. <laughs> biscuit boy, you get yourself some short shorts and sell biscuit sandwiches in West Hollywood, Dave. Oh, you man. might you, you don't even have to do anything else for money. I think you just, yeah.
0: I've already got my admirers in the neighborhood. I I've been catching a lot of eyes. <laughs> <ice>. Been catching eyes, <laughs> yeah, ice. dude. Yeah, big beefy sauce daddy's real popular. Big, here.
2: big beefy sauce daddy's biscuit cart,
0: yeah. But, yeah, seriously, like, that's one of my favorite things in terms of just just sheer culinary satisfaction. (laughs) Like, I mean, a good sausage, egg, and cheese, uh, uh, you know, all the components Mm -hmm. have to be good. It's just like a burrito. Out here, hey, oh, it's a taco truck. It's a burrito truck. Yeah, just because they have tacos – Doesn't mean they're always great. There's a lot of subpar. All the components have to be top notch. So if you do it right, starting with the good homemade buttermilk biscuit, and you get some good meat, you know, good sausage, good bacon, some good, you know, not the cheap ass (laughs) eggs, but good man. The eggs, the eggs really do make a difference, man. You 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 splurge and get the good organic cage free, you can definitely taste the difference. Really? uh, Oh yeah. But yeah, just. uh, just a big dumb biscuit. Just I want to see bar goers just lined up at trucks with a fucking half pound sausage, egg, and cheese in their hand. I, I want to see that movement. In it is. Low.
2: I mean, that's what you want when you're hungover. Mm-hmm. You just call it night brunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, why wait till tomorrow when you're hungover? Here's a here's a bloody mary to go and a biscuit sandwich right <laughs> out of the truck. Night brunch. Uh, I, I, uh. Well, I, t- I told you I went and got uh, fake wings last week. Did we talk about that already? I, was, I don't know. Because you were talking about you about craving stuff, and I wanted mm-hmm. wings. You know? Okay. I don't think we did. Um, okay. Yeah, I was, I was itching for for wings, and uh, like because like wings, like the chicken part's good, but it's it's mm-hmm. the sauce, it's the flavors, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm still not. I still can't break edge. I I got a burger. Like, I got a veggie burger at a Denny's when I was on, on the road, and they gave me a, the regular patty. I'm like, well, I'll eat it. And then I – oh, I did eat – yeah, I did eat uh, – I had a piece of, like, Korean pork pizza last week because we were all Ooh. out to eat, and it was going to it was gonna go to waste. It was, like, the last thing on the table. I'm like, well, I'll eat this. How was um, it? It was great.
0: Korean pork on pizza.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we went to – we uh, a good friend Sean Jordan, mm-hmm. friend of the podcast, friend to all, the dank one. We he want, he's like I want to have a night where we go out like I go out with my comedy friends but it's not comedy. Like we're not in yeah. a show. Yeah. And of course they called it Dank Boys Dinner. So we went out for Dank Boys Dinner <laughs> last week. <laughs> and we went to uh and we went to uh Top Golf. So okay. it was just like it was like a brewery that was nearby. Breweries, you know, like I feel like the formula for breweries is Here's all of our wild beers and such, and now being in Oregon, like I I still can't drink an IPA. Mm -hmm. Uh, It still tastes like I'm licking a lawnmower blade or something.
0: Yeah, I Uh, hate it. I hate it so much.
2: But they they usually have a cider or a sour beer or something like, all right, I'll have a couple of those before I move on to my trash. But then the food component is always the same artisanal flatbreads and this and that, but I feel like they have to step it up because if people are already going to a brewery, for flavor yeah, that the food can't totally suck. That's true. Uh, so, yeah. So it was like this bulgogi pizza or something. Oof. It was pretty tasty. Sounds um, good, buddy. But also I just hadn't had pork in I don't know how long, years or something. So I was like, yeah, it's fucking rips. But I digress. I So I, was, I wanted wings. I told Rachel, I'm like, I found this is a place called Fire on the Mountain. It's a wing place, but they had vegan wings, which is you're rolling the dice. Mm-hmm. Like that much soy protein packed onto a, they used a sugar cane instead of a bone. It was huh. like a piece of sugar cane okay. that they packed that soy stuff around, which I could see being grossed out by the soy stuff. I'm used, I, I like it. And it's just, a, it's a vehicle for the flavor.
1: Yeah. It's
2: for the hot wing sauce. And it was good. And then you're left and you you bite on a piece of, you know, you ever mess around with sugar cane, you don't eat it, but you like bite on it. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the sugar comes out of it, it as a little sweet treat after all the hot sauce. It was uh, I liked it.
0: That's pretty cool. I saw a uh, video or something the other day on YouTube about uh, – it was a recipe for making vegan wings. And instead of sugar cane, they just had these – I guess this company makes these faux bones. And they look like little chicken bones, but they're Four not. <laughs> and uh, the 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 recipe, the guy was doing the same thing. He was like packing his little meat thing around – the bone, and then they bread it and fry it, and then it looks just like a looks very similar to a chicken wing.
2: Yeah, I don't need like the ballistics test recreated mm-hmm. anatomy. <laughs> you know, like where they're firing test bullets into like a skull that's encased in gelatin <laughs> to determine if there really was a uh, multiple shooters <laughs> on the grassy knoll kind yeah. of thing. Like, I don't need that. You don't need to replicate. Like, you don't need to pull fake feathers off of a lump of soy mm-hmm. protein to be like, look, it's like wings. Like, I just thought it was neat the way they did it with, like, the little sugar cane, because then you munch yeah. on that at the end for a little sweet mm-hmm.
0: treat. Yeah, and you still get the, instead of a nugget, you still get the effect of having, like, a regular chicken wing where you've got something, you know, to yeah. gnaw around.
2: I mean, it's just a bunch of
0: sauce. Just bunch yeah. of, I
2: just want that sauce, man. Oh, man, I love that sauce. Mm. What's, your, what's your what's your
0: favorite uh you, now with vegan wings and faux wings and stuff mm. I would assume you don't get as many sauce options the way you do with normal wings. <sighs> Have you found any like well, I guess also what I'm asking is what's your favorite wing flavor, wing sauce flavor or or do you are you only limited to buffalo when it comes to vegan stuff?
2: Well, no because you know like the wings are, don't come like they still toss the wings in whatever sauce you order.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the same okay. thing.
2: Like, like you know, I can go to Buffalo Wild Wings and get the cauliflower, or like yeah. a, like Hooters has pretty decent food.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's we a ate Hooters, their, sure. You know, tour. get that uh, buffalo shrimp.
2: Yeah, I, I can get buffalo shrimp. I can get cauliflower, mm-hmm. they, the cauliflower. I think they do is I think they have it there. Maybe that was mm-hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings, but they do. It's not like super soggy. It's actually not bad. Um, and then it's the same thing. You can still get to pick whichever sauce you want. Like, you're still yeah. going to toss them in whatever sauce. I usually, I mean, my days of going, like, supersonic heat mm-hmm. are kind of, I still like things. I still prefer things to be spicier. So if yeah. there's, like, a, a scale of buffalo sauce of, like, mild, medium, hot, extra hot, and go mm-hmm. fuck yourself, uh-huh. I'll do, like, an extra hot. Um, like the one below the one that ruins your meal. Yeah, <laughs> I usually don't go for like a lemon pepper type thing. You don't like the it, the lemon pepper. I just don't go for like if mm-hmm. I'm only getting six. If it was if it was the old days, mm-hmm. and I was going to sit and like, all right, we're just going to crush wings. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're going to get a variety. Maybe my third choice might be a lemon pepper or something. Okay. But I'd get, you know, I like just the buffalo sauce is good. Whatever, like the best ones I ever remember having, it was in Asheville. What's the, there's a barbecue place in Asheville. 12 Bones. 12 Bones. And it Mm -hmm. was like a blueberry.
0: Yep, yep, that's it.
2: That that was, I think, the best flavor I ever had. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and it was Um, probably, the wings were probably smoked too. I would imagine. That might have been it, yeah that adds so much. As much as I love hot wings, buffalo wings, there's they really can't compete with a smoked wing.
2: I went for it at the Albert when we were there. Oh boy. Oh boy. Like yeah, I'm going to have these, man. Love a good smoked wing. I feel it was a that was an honorable way to treat the animal. Mm-hmm. That's how I justified <laughs> it, Like all right, somebody, if you could do that to my body, then I just did Steph Tollev's podcast today, and it's all about like ailments. And she's like, "What's the way you want to die?" I'm like, cannibalism. <laughs> but I want to have like I want the instruct I want to have the instructions about how to prepare each part of my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, yeah, man, if kill. If I die, let the Albert smoke me on the grill. There you go. That's the best. That's the best flavor that meat could give somebody.
0: Yeah, because you think about a regular buffalo wing. Yeah, like you said, it mm. literally is all the sauce because there's no seasoning of the meat when you're deep frying a chicken wing. Like there's yeah. no no prep, no seasoning, no flavor is is put onto that wing uh until it's tossed in sauce. But with a smoked yeah, it's plain wing, chicken, you know. But with a smoked wing, you have two additional layers of flavor. With a smoked wing, it's going to mm-hmm. be rubbed beforehand. So you've got a, a, a chicken rub, uh, whatever that may be. Um, so that goes on first. And then you smoke it, and that adds a ton of flavor. And then right there, you can stop right there. But if you wanted to then toss that rubbed and smoked wing into a sauce, then you've got three layers of flavor. So, as opposed to just the one with a traditional hot wing.
2: Man, I think I'm going to have to go to B-dubs after this by myself. I, you should, buddy. You deserve it. I'm looking at the menu around, online right now. I got so <laughs> hungry talking about this, man. <laughs> ah, it's going to be a short episode, everybody. I, got, I, need, some, I need some sauce. <laughs> well, I was going to
0: save this for later, but I do have a quick recipe this week. And it involves chicken. And it's All Right so,
2: now you know, we're so excited about it. Yeah, Let's get at it.
0: I usually put these towards the end, but uh, I, uh, this is one of my favorite dishes. I made this this week. Uh, I call it uh, easy jerk chicken. Now I made my classic jerk chicken when we went camping, and you had that, right? Yes,
2: it was and, great. and
0: and yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to suck my own back. I am going to pat myself <laughs> on the dick. But that was a pretty. <laughs> It was a pretty damn good
2: chicken. Uh, uh, is and, it is it better than the flaming Hot Doritos-covered wings <laughs> that, that <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings is I offering I don't know right if it can compete with Because I'm looking at the menu. <laughs> I, I know it's disgusting, but I like that people are like, yeah, we're just smashing up Cheetos and putting them on other shit. I'm like, yeah. fucking go for it, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. I see that pop up in a lot of recipes. Mac and cheese. People top mac mm-hmm. and cheese with uh, the, the hot Cheetos. Anyway, my... Uh, my easy jerk chicken, the, the one I made for us when we went camping, and I gave that recipe out uh, about a year ago, uh, it involves a, mar- a homemade marinade. And you got to let it marinate for 24 hours and blah, 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 This, I'm not saying this is as good, but, man, for a quick and easy, I absolutely love jerk chicken. I love the seasoning. Mm-hmm. Anything jerk, jerk ribs, jerk goat, jerk pork. Just he loves a jerk. What a underrated, uh, seemingly underappreciated <laughs> Uh, spice or seasoning is it's just a good Caribbean jerk seasoning. So anyway, there's uh, – I found a great over-the-counter uh, – you don't need a prescription. Mm-hmm. I found a great over-the-counter <laughs> uh, seasoning. It's McCormick's Perfect Pinch Caribbean Jerk Seasoning, and this shit is so good. So get you some McCormick Perfect Pinch Caribbean Jerk Seasoning. Get you some good chicken thighs, get, and, and just like with the eggs, like, again – I'll preface, if you're on a budget, if you're broke, you're trying to just stay alive, sure, get the cheap stuff, Mm. do your thing. If you can afford it, spring for the good chicken. Get the organic, get the free-range, it really does make a difference. So get you some good uh, chicken thighs, bone Mm. in, get you that McCormick Caribbean jerk. Now, all you do, preheat your oven at 400 degrees. Rub the chicken down with a little olive oil, just a a light coat of olive oil, and then you just hit it with as much of that McCormick uh, Caribbean jerk seasoning as you want. I I go pretty heavy. And then just uh, in a cast iron skillet or even a cookie sheet or whatever, just bake those bastards for about 40 minutes at 400, pull them out, let them rest for a few minutes, boom, boom. You have incredible, easy, jerk chicken. Now, this is what I did this week. Uh, I normally don't do this because the whole point of this is to make it quick and easy. You know, you don't have a ton of time to make dinner, but you still want something good. So when I pull the chicken out, right, I, I take them mm. out of the cast iron skillet. I let them rest on the counter for a few minutes. While they're resting, you take all that leftover, all that grease, all that chicken fat and grease and residual Caribbean jerk seasoning. Okay. Um, you take, you throw that on the stove under some medium heat. You hit it with a you. You start stirring it up with a wooden spoon. Then you add a little milk and a little flour, and you make you a little chicken gravy. Real simple, real okay. just. To, and okay. you, I'm not even going to give measurements. Just just start with the with the. Um, you, you got the, all the grease and the fat and the whatnot. Just start stirring that around. Hit it with a just a few light sprinkles of uh, of the. Um, flour first to kind of build you a little bit of a roux and uh, probably you know about five minutes stirring that in and you want it to just get kind of thick and like like wet sand then you hit it with just a little milk to kind of thin <laughs> it out and I'm telling you a little, little Caribbean jerk chicken gravy on top of your chicken oh boy I just uh, warmed up a can of black beans poured that gravy on the black beans as well dude Okay. such <clears throat> a simple easy delicious meal so there's my easy jerk chicken. I'm fucking starving now, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so yeah, hungry now. Got me worked up too. <laughs> Let me tell you this Jeff Tate story before I. Uh,
2: I, I want to yeah my... I want to hear this Jeff Tate story. Now I'm looking at now I'm just looking at a place to eat. Sorry that's that's rude to me. <laughs> before my food burn, food boner
0: distracts us. Uh, <laughs> all right, so hanging out with Jeff this week. Love Jeff, good dude. Um, mm-hmm. Jeff, I, I always have a, a little special place in my heart for Jeff because Jeff was who I was hanging out with the weekend my dad died. So, uh,
1: he oh, was, okay okay
0: yeah he was uh, he was a you know. Good friend, good supportive mm-hmm. friend uh, during that whole debacle. Uh, but yeah, so he's in town for a few weeks. Uh, he's, he's crashing over at Singer's place, so I'm hanging out with Jeff, and he told me this story that uh, is public record, and I'll tell you where to find it. And I got his permission to tell you about this. Okay. But we i don't know how this got brought up. We were just talking about documentaries and true crime stuff and whatnot, and mm-hmm. and and now I thought he was joking at first, but come to find out, he's. He's sincere about this. Now he prefaced it with saying, "Like, there's not a great chance that my theory is accurate." He says, "But there's a small chance," and he, he and I forgot how he phrased it. He said, "It's more than a zero percent chance." Like he's like, "I'm not saying this is true, but there's a chance this could be true." Jeff, had, the basis of
2: the Boogie Monster podcast, exactly.
0: <laughs> And, and and I got his permission to talk about all this and he talks about this in his act and on podcasts and stuff but he his father passed recently and he didn't have a great mm-hmm. relationship with his dad he, it was very tumultuous um I won't go into a ton of details but just you know like sure. a lot of us you know there's always some issues here and there and jeff thinks there's a very small percent chance that his dad was the zodiac killer <laughs> Right. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, I know that sounds crazy,
2: and, and I'm not saying that he that definitely
0: <laughs> was, but he started. His dad, uh, he described him as like a narcissist, and there was you know some other issues, but like he started lining up all these these, the timeline. His dad was uh, living in Berkeley, California, in the early 70s. Uh, okay. This is before he met his mom, Jeff's mom and he, he like i said he described his dad as a narcissist there were some other personality issues and and but anyway he doesn't have a ton of facts or evidence but he's like Why didn't you get that, along uh, with
2: your dad he was a serial killer
0: <laughs> he says that some of the facts line up in terms of um he was he was in the area at that time um after the fact for whatever jeff says his entire life that his family was always on the move he claims that they never lived in the same place, the same town, more than like a year and a half. He said his whole life he was just constantly on the move, and like even when he was growing up in and around Cincinnati, like even around Cincinnati, they would move, you know, from neighborhood to neighborhood. He Jeff was actually was born always out here
2: scribbling weird symbols and <laughs> writing letters to newspapers. <laughs>
0: his dad was a minister. Um, his dad mm. was like very controlling. His dad was very judgmental in terms of moral stuff, and, and he says that a lot of the killings and the, the Zodiac killings uh, took place while the victims were maybe doing immoral stuff, such as that one famous one where the the couples like making out, you know, out on the beach or near a beach or something. Oh, so, yeah. And, and a lot of the, you know, Lover's Lane type stuff, you know, couples that were necking, parking and necking, you know, were unfortunately you know, becoming victims of Zodiac. <laughs> so, He he just says necking when (laughs) they out (laughs) there necking, and apparently one one of the uh, traits uh, when serial killers stop killing it's when they have like a big change in their lifestyle. He said uh, the killing stopped right around the time that his dad got married to his mom. You know, that could, you know, you, you take on a wife, that could definitely hamper <laughs> that just your activity. sounds serial like why like a guy
2: doesn't make it to his bowling league anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, I got, I got a kid on the way. I can't really be messing around with this whole dismemberment thing. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, that's true. Like,
0: you know, when, when people, uh, when serial killers get married or have a kid, it doesn't stop them. It may not stop them altogether, but it definitely uh, puts a pause in their activity. Oh, yeah. You, you know, know, your because...
2: schedule gets a little more crowded. Mm hmm. But, uh, yeah, I got just, a goddamn baby seat in the car. <laughs> I can't fit a body back there. <laughs> Trunk's and, filled with toys and shit.
0: And apparently, his dad was very vague and um, kind of secretive about his life and, and, and activities before uh, he got married and started having a family. And, like, apparently, his stories to his own family didn't add up. Like, he told. Jeff's mom, that he was one place before they got married. He told his other his brother that he—just different histories, different stories that aren't all yeah. adding up. Like he tells his brother one thing, he told Jeff another thing, told his wife another thing. And Jeff's just always been mildly suspicious that his father may have been the Zodiac Killer. Now, if you want to hear Jeff's account <laughs> of this, I told him I'd plug. He tells this whole story on Ryan Sickler's podcast called The Honeydew. So uh, just,
2: just go I like to- how it's not just his dad was probably cheating on his mom. Nope, serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> like every kid's made up a story about why their dead. Well, my dad was a spy, and that's why he didn't come home. He they called him, and he had to go to space <laughs> to fight the, the, the fight this the aliens because he's a spy for NASA. It's like no, nope, he just found a younger wife. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, check out uh, Ryan Sickler's podcast, The Honeydew, and uh, a couple years ago, Jeff was on there. I don't know which episode it is, but just search for uh, Jeff Tate's episode, and uh, but
2: th- yeah. just can't, He's not here to defend himself, but that's it, just his dad was <laughs> distant, a distant father figure. <laughs> Fuck, all our dads might have been uh, serial killers. Didn't open I, I mean, up emotionally. He, oh God! <laughs> I wonder if they ran out. into each other when they've been out killing teens? <laughs> he
0: laid well, it I out a little to, better than I did.
2: I have it to did. murder people because I don't know how to tell my son that I love him, and that that's you know that, that that those emotions build up.
0: <laughs> oh, that's crazy though. To think, like. And like I said, he he's like I know this sounds crazy and he he wouldn't bet his life on it but just to even have a remote suspicion that maybe your father was involved in something like that. What what a what a trippy thing.
2: I uh Yeah. I I I think uh well, I you know I, I Jeff's not here to defend himself, but he's a friend too, so. Mhm. I uh yeah, it sure does sound like the kid whose dad wasn't around see so make up tall tales about why. I mean, it's a very documented thing that kids do. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: Well, oh, My dad's a, is a jet pilot and he has to go. <laughs> <laughs> Did I
0: ever tell no. you the story? I think I told you this story. Uh when my mom was like 22 23 she had just got hurt she had her accident when she's 21 so she's mm-hmm. on crutches she's like 22 23 a guy tried to abduct her one time in a parking lot a uh, right. guy guy tried to like carjack her and like get in her car and uh she fought him off she hit the dude in the nuts with her crutches hell yeah and then uh later it kind of clicked to her that um Later, when Ted Bundy's story became more infamous, she was Mm -hmm. like, holy shit, my would-be attacker kind of looked like Ted Bundy. And the timeline, uh, early 70s uh, in Georgia, he was in in Florida in the early 70s, and I think he Mm -hmm. was going between Chicago and Florida several times in that area, uh, in that time frame, and uh, so the location and the time. And, and and my mom today she's she said I talked to her about it recently. She's like, I don't have a clear memory of it of it now, but you know, years later she had the thought of like, huh, I wonder if that's who that was. Because the, the there, physical description was similar.
2: There was a yeah, there was a few stories of like, you know, like people recounting uh you know, meeting a meeting a handsome guy in a bar and like mm-hmm. dancing with him, and then later on find like, yeah, that was like, you know, I think it was because he was up here too in the Pacific Northwest, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was up there a lot. He so like, there oh there fuck, that
2: was yeah, that was Ted Bundy out slow dancing I, with folks.
0: I think Deborah Harry of Blondie had a similar story, and I I don't I think it was Ted Bundy, but she. She had an encounter with some serial killer, and like years later, was like, "Holy shit, that's who that was." And I think it might have been Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah that's that's crazy. Yeah, so Jeff's dad's probably the Zodiac killer. So crazy
2: <laughs> things, crazy <laughs> uh, things you get right. from your friends. But uh, there are, I mean, there was I think it was the Smiley Face Murders or something, and it was this, mm-hmm. it was a podcast. And it's a gal talking about how she realized that her dad was uh, on the Green River Killer or or somebody. Mm -hmm. I think it was another Pacific Northwest one. I wonder what it is about regions that create serial killers. Wisconsin, Pacific Northwest. You know, is it just the boredom of it all? Is it like the. That's a great question. But but yeah, this one is about him. Or this this gal realizing like oh slowly throughout my life I realized this is who my dad was. Damn. Kept you know was had his life with his family and then. It's it is fascinating. I mean I know it's a you know a morose thing, and we but we all dwell on it. I think we like not dwell but like this interest in true crime. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> Maybe it's kind of sad that we don't celebrate people with true accomplishments as much anymore. Yeah. You know, it's much less the, uh, who went to the moon and it's, you know, now it's just, well, you have to respect the Kardashians cause she's really a self-made woman. No, she's not. Her mother sold her sex tape. They like, they're not like, yeah, that, that's not like an old man. Like I had no real role models anymore, but I'm just as curious about what makes, you know, psychologically, what makes somebody do that? I mean, obviously, there's a crime's of passion. You go on a rage. Everybody's been pissed off, and you can get mm-hmm. violent, and that's—but to just, like, nope, I'm going to take a life. I've been listening to this uh, podcast called Case Files, mm-hmm. which I, it says more about me that it puts me to sleep because it's just one guy talking. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a very easy tone to listen to, but it's horrible shit. Really? And he was talking about it was like it was t- it was a cannibal it was a cannibal one, and it was the the guy there's apparently there's a whole scene of cannibals out there, of like a it's like a job recruiting thing online. I'm a cannibal. I'd love to be eaten, and then they go meet up, like uh, like Tinder. Uh-huh. Tinder for <laughs> eating, folks. Uh, Tenderloin. Yeah, see? Come on, Dave. Who does comedy? So Big what do you Bee-Gee mean? Sauce they, Daddy does. <laughs> they <laughs> uh, eat
0: pieces of each other while they're alive. No, or hey, this slice guy. Off this guy. Chunk?
2: It was. It was two. One guy. Was, you know, they talk about his history and how he was just kind of, you know, just, like <clears throat> kind of a forgotten kid from his family. You know, he didn't have a relationship with his dad. His mom was very domineering. You know, all, all the kind of stuff you see from everybody. Like you know, dad wasn't there. Mom fucked with your head. Now you want to eat people, uh, and he met up with another guy who was uh, didn't seem the way this podcast framed it. Wasn't necessarily suicidal, but clearly not well. Of like, I would like to die and be eaten. I want someone to eat me because the guy who was the cannibal. He's like he felt that you consume something and that becomes a part of you. You eat this animal, that animal, like you get the spirit and the powers and the capabilities of that animal or some shit like that. And this other guy's like, yeah, no, I, I'm up for it. He's like, I know what I, I want you to. He's like, I want you to eat my genitals before I'm dead. That was the like for the fact that that was the weird part. <laughs> yeah, he does. Before I'm dead. Why don't you, why don't you nibble on my berries?
0: Do, don't eat them, but you can taste them real well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about a real sloppy beach before I, uh, before I head out of here?
0: <laughs> Don't bite anything, but.
2: Yeah. So that was, uh, that was, a. Uh, you know, I listened to that and I, you know, this, all the serious, just what, like premeditated my trunks filled with supplies and I, and knowing that those people are out there, that's like, that's a. Maybe that adds to people's thrill in life, Mm -hmm. like walking around. Like some of these people could be serial killers. Maybe that gives. Maybe maybe that makes your your day a little less boring. To imagine that those people are out there.
0: Yeah. Well, they they definitely are out there. You know, that's that's one thing Mm -hmm. that like I don't want to get into the whole like corporal punishment. You know, but like. Some people are just fucking evil. And no matter yeah. what you wish or what you what kind of training or guidance or rehab, some people are just born evil and they just contribute nothing to society. Like some I mean some people don't want to acknowledge or realize that yeah, some people just fucking suck. Now, I'm not saying, you know, we should put them all down, but I'm just Yeah, and I always wonder too, like like serial killers, for example. Are I was reading an article recently about the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath, and I guess I kind of understand it. Where, to put it concisely, I think it's that uh, psychopaths are born, sociopaths are made. So, like sociopaths. Oh, really? Yeah, I think sociopaths become that way based on their upbringing or their surroundings or their situations. Where, you know, maybe with the right guidance or, you know, if the right things, sequence of events happened at the right time, maybe they would have turned out differently, where psychopaths are just born. Like like yeah, you're it's in your DNA, it's in your genetic makeup to now whether or not they act on it, it's a different thing, but like you have these thoughts and desires and this temperament.
2: And, yeah, I thought it was more like a like a detachment, like sociopaths. Can't feel,
0: yeah. Maybe that's part of it. Empathy,
2: too. or can't feel sympathy mm-hmm. for other people. Like they can't imagine being in someone else's shoes. Therefore, yeah. they like their actions. They don't see anything wrong with being a jerk or something, or or lying because they can't imagine how it feels to be lied to. Yeah. <clears throat> and a psychopath. Yeah. You know what? I'm on the goddamn computer, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, and I think so. both are extreme narcissist. I think it all starts with narcissism.
2: Yeah, and that's and finding out that narcissism is also not just that you think that you're great. It's just mm-hmm. that you're only concerned with yourself. It can still yeah. be you neg- can still be negative about yourself. Yeah.
1: Be a, you could a narcissist,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my, my day. Oh, I got to do this. Everything affects me in a bad way. Like that's still narcissism. Here we go. Here's a little infographic. Let's, t- let's take a look at it here. Let's hey, let's take a look at this infographic, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, simplypsychology.org. Psychopath: lack of guilt, remorse, empathy, pretending to feel emotions, inability to form true emotional attachments, tends to be successful. I've heard that, like most mm-hmm. CEOs are psychopaths or sociopaths, because you got to be able to fire people yeah. and be, as a person, be shitty to get to that level. Yeah,
0: you guess, got to stomp um, on some throats.
2: Yeah, dishonesty, manipulative behavior, narcissism, and superficial charm. Sociopath is, uh, it's funny, the little graphic they have for the psychopath is like a cartoon of a guy in a suit. And the sociopath is a guy in prison stripes. <laughs> so apparently, it, just not they're just unsuccessful. Sociopath, lack of remorse, but guilt and empathy may be present in some cases. Some emotions are felt, rage, but are shallow and fleeting, may form close attachment to one or a few individuals, consistent irresponsibility and repeated violations of the law, constant lying and deception, aggressive and reckless behavior. That's just a stand-up comedian. That's all <laughs> you've described. Uh, without yeah, <laughs> that's just a, the Both. I think this whole infographic could just be comedians. <laughs> but it doesn't say anything about like where it uh, in how it originates. Mm-hmm. But I think definitely I've met associate like well shit in Hollywood. Fuck yeah, of course. It does, for all the jokes that people make about, yeah, like you take America by the East Coast and shake it out and all the weirdos wind up in California. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think the, I, I think any coastal area collects weirdos because it's a border. They can't go past water. That's why I said mm-hmm. like, Florida is like a fish trap.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So they go down. It's a peninsula, and then they're stuck. They don't remember how they got out, how they got in, so they can't get out. <laughs> the weirdos keep keep moving. The nomads. The water stops them, mm-hmm. so they get they get uh, crazy around the crusts. <laughs> Old crazy crust.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like too, like in terms of the criminal element, I feel like criminals kind of migrate towards the edges. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, there's not not to speak ill of Pacific Northwest, but, you know, there's a lot of weird folks that kind of find themselves, you know, Alaska, Pacific Northwest, Florida, you know, the, the corners.
2: <laughs> it's more I mean, places L- to hide.
0: Yeah. I was good. LA, I guess, would kind of fall into that in terms of, you know, it's both extreme west and almost extreme south.
2: Yeah. I corners. mean, there's, there's the nuts that are in the cities for sure. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, you had your son of Sam and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also, it's also very easy to hide a place like New York or LA where like, a, there's a thousand weirdos walking down the sidewalk at yeah. one time and you just blend in with them. But yeah. I think as far as, you know, if you're going to go full uh, dismemberment, mm-hmm. like you need a whole shed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going <laughs> to, yeah, some... you're going to want, you're going to want some property. You know, you go, oh, I'm in my, my studio apartment. I'm going to be one of these dismemberment guys. No, I don't have the square footage for that.
0: No, nah, you gotta have some land. You gotta have some wooded yeah. areas.
2: Yeah, where are, you gonna, where are you gonna bury a body? Where are you gonna look, haul a bag full of bones into Central Park at night with a shovel?
0: Man, there was just a case in Orange County that broke this weekend. Um, this, uh, I don't know why I'm laughing, it's not funny. Um,
1: <laughs> well, 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 yeah.
0: This old guy they think died a year and a half ago. Some, I think it was in Irvine. Somebody had been dead for a year and a half or hadn't been seen from in a year and a half, and their family called the local PD to do a, a welfare check. And they get over there, and they find another dude who was just kind of like squatting, and uh, the dead guy was in the bedroom, been dead for a year and a half. Really? Uh, just some, some other guy just kind of house-sitting, squatting, whatever. And uh, they didn't charge him with a murder at the time, but they did charge him with like failure to report a dead body. But yeah, yeah, this dude just living with a corpse for a year and a half. Whoa, it's
2: fucking weird. Oh man, Again, <clears throat> maybe it's just see, like, and I mean, I made, I, I got a joke about the true crime podcast. of like maybe it is the juxtaposition of like how many weirdos are out there. Like the same thing for reality TV. Mm-hmm. Nobody's watching reality TV thinking like oh these are good people you watch it because it reaffirms that you aren't as bad of a person yeah you know at least i'm not like these jerks like maybe that's what a true crime thing not only am i alive but i'm not a full psychopath yeah like the people like these folks Hoof, mm-hmm. buddy they're out there be careful everybody yeah
0: keep your guard
2: up Went we uh, went true crime on this one instead of uh, yeah, the goofball stuff.
1: <laughs>
2: well, the same reason we want to believe in Bigfoot and aliens, it makes it it's more fun to pretend that those are real, and because the real things are horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Bigfoot's not real, but there is a guy out there just frying up a half a eyeball somewhere, <laughs> and that's scary. <laughs> yeah,
0: that is scary. Oh, boy. Well, we didn't get to a topic today, but
2: what else is there? (laughs) We got it. I think we got we got time. We'll get to another episode. <laughs>
0: uh, what's plugged? Uh, what do you want to plug here? Oh, you got a new podcast coming out. Is that well, out? What's
2: cooking? That came out today. No today. accounting for taste. Me no and old Shane for taste. Torres. Yeah. There you
0: go. I didn't realize that that wasn't out already. I knew you had been working with him and doing some stuff, but I didn't know that y'all <laughs> were putting it on the can and dropping it now.
2: Yeah, we've been stockpiling them. It was a lot of like it nice. was a lot of him and and about how to get it out. So that's mm-hmm. that's why. So we're getting there. We uh, we're, we're it's out today, and nice. uh, you know, it was uh, I, I felt bad because we we're having so many. We we're trying to video and audio, and we we're having so many technical difficulties that I felt bad. That I thought some of the energy of us trying to set up a recording session. Yeah moved into the actually because we just press record and then it's like oh yeah here's a fun time but it was like an hour of us swearing at all these cables in our rooms before we start recording so so we <laughs> hopefully hopefully that energy does not come across uh but it's it's a fun one you know we're just celebrating uh celebrating the bad stuff or, or stuff that people are embarrassed about well hell yeah be embarrassed now is if there dave if you got any suggestions man i'd love to hear it it's hell good, yeah but
0: I'll come up with something. Is there a video version available? And if so, where? where
2: I. This is the. Th- I don't know yet. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's been so much back and forth, and then you got to get editors, and then you got to get clips. Yeah. It's been a. It's been an ordeal. Hence us uh, so- soliciting questions for months without having it come out yet. So
0: well. I mean, you and I've been talking about trying to do video for years, and it's just—I mean, it's—it's it's just yeah. above my pay grade. I just—I've I, been trying to figure out how to do some of it. I think at the end of the day, we're just going to have to hire someone to get it done.
2: I got it. Yeah, that's we'd talk off air, but yeah, there's there's stuff that makes it allegedly easier, but I couldn't mm-hmm. get the program, and then I got it to work, but then my one computer didn't have enough storage to run the program. Not being a technical person in mm-hmm. the, this day and age of especially. For a podcast, like, oh, it's got to be video. It's like, what? who gives a shit about my dumb face?
0: <laughs> well, good times, buddy. No accounting for taste. You and Shane Torre. I love Shane. He doing all right?
2: He's doing good, man. He's, just, yeah. he's on the road. He's chugging. putting. In, he's putting in the hours out there.
0: Good for him. Funny dude. Uh, where are <laughs> you at this coming weekend?
2: <laughs> this weekend? I am off this weekend. I'm going to go see Chicks Dig It uh, at this Friday in Portland. I'm going to see music. I'm seeing Pup tonight. They're playing with a band called Sheer Mag. I'm going to go see them tonight. I'm seeing Chicks Dig It. And then I head down to L.A. Hell yeah, buddy. And I'll be uh, bouncing around Irvine Improv on, excuse me, April 24th, Sunday, uh, Oxnard, Levity Live with Dave Stone.
0: Hell yeah. I'll Uh, be at that Oxnard show.
2: Yeah. On Monday, the 25th. And then Salt Lake City at the end of the month, recording my special, Saturday night, at Wise Guys in Salt Lake City. So. Hell yeah, buddy. I'm looking forward to it, man. Good times. Yeah, dog.
0: I'm going to go see some live music uh, next week, I think. Uh, I leave tomorrow for a little jaunt. Uh, you can catch me this week. Wednesday, I'll be in Indianapolis. Thursday, I'll be in Milwaukee. Friday, I'll be in Chicago. The Chicago show, by the way, originally scheduled at North Bar, has been relocated to Reggie's. Uh, if you have tickets for the North Bar Link, uh, those will be honored. So don't worry. But yeah, the location has changed to Reggie's yeah, uh, next week. Uh, I got an off day. I'm gonna go see Drive By Truckers. I'm go uh, go see. My, yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, Ashland, Kentucky. I think. Uh, okay. I love it when I get to see uh, a <clears> band <throat> out on the road. You know, on an
2: off day or something. I love it when that happens. So. That's your that's your Grateful Dead, man. You've just been out there doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this will literally probably be about the 30th show I've seen of them. I've been, uh, been going to Drive-By Trucker shows since 2000, about 22 years now. I've been seeing those goovers. So that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, next week, uh, I still don't know how to pronounce Cuyahoga Falls. Ki- I
2: think Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. <clears throat> I think, uh, yeah, I think you've said it so many times yeah. that you'll never know.
0: Yeah, I'll never know. That's on the 19th. Uh, the 22nd, I'll be in Hilliard, Ohio, and then the 23rd in Cincinnati, dumbdavestone.com, for all your ticket needs.
2: <clears throat> I think uh, I'm going to make an appearance at Buffalo Wild Wings.
0: Good for you, buddy. You going to do that today? I might. Go do it, buddy.
2: I might. Rachel's not here. It's fun to just be a fuckface <laughs> around the house, me and little D being real slobs. <laughs>
0: couple of real shitheads.
2: Yeah, jerks just stinking up the place. <laughs> Patreon.com
0: slash Monster, four bucks a month. you want some extra bullshit, if our, uh, <laughs> if our poorly researched, warmed-over horse shit's not enough, you can pay us four bucks a month and we'll give you a couple more episodes. So there you go. Tell all your friends. Buddy, be good. Enjoy your time off.
2: Likewise, and, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, stay safe out there.
0: Yeah, man. Get out there and uh try to apply my craft in the real world. So get back to it this week. Looking forward to it. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, man.
0: All right, man. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, be good.
2: The Boogie Monster. Podcast
1: Network.